0: He's created a remnant for a reason. You are the remnant. I want you to know we're winning. God is with us. And in the end, we know how this ends. Welcome back to another episode of Conservative Daily Podcast. I'm your host tonight, Joe Altman. And like clockwork, we're going to be talking more about election fraud. And you'd say, Joe, why do you keep talking about election fraud? And I'm going to keep repeating myself over and over again because, frankly, they keep saying that it's the big lie when really the only thing that's, that people that's been lying is them. They're liars. Which, by the way, it doesn't surprise me the people that call themselves conservatives, call themselves Christians, are now attacking the people that are doing all the hard work. It doesn't surprise me. That, that's what liars do, people that flock together. That's what people do when they, when they baselessly attack people call to call into question their character while the people that are literally stealing the lives stealing the food from the tables of Americans yeah they, they just walk around with impunity well we know that a lot has been going on in Wisconsin and so we we have uh, Peter with us tonight from Wisconsin Peter Berniger who has been working on the details surrounding the fraud in Wisconsin now we, we've had Tim on, and we've talked through some of these details, but we're going to have Peter on because he's dug in and has some of those, some of the evidence in Wisconsin. So without any, without any further ado, let's invite Peter to the show. Peter, welcome to the show.
1: Hello. Thank you, Joe.
0: Hey, so talk, talk me through. Tell everyone a little bit about yourself. I know we've been on the show before, but and welcome back, by the way. But just give everybody a little bit of a high uh, view overview of who you are.
1: Uh, was a private citizen, uh, retired, in fact, um, when the November 3rd election came along. We had a good friend of ours who uh, approached us the week of the uh, after the election and stating, um, say, I went to the, she went to the uh, polling station where she's been voting for 50 years and was told uh, she had already voted. And this is when uh, myself and my good friend Gary Waite, who's a retired private uh, police investigator um, that we uh, we started this uh, journey and 18 months later, it's grown to over 2,000 volunteers. Um, uh, oh, oh, new- 2, volunteers. We have attorneys. Hold on, time out,
0: time You have 2,000 volunteers?
1: We have 2,000 volunteers stationed in about 56 out of the 72 counties in Wisconsin. Um, several of them have team leaders and we set up a structure to gather information and conduct research.
0: Okay, so you have 2,000 volunteers. You're gathering research, gathering information. And who's your biggest adversary in Wisconsin when it comes to just being able to show the election fraud?
1: It's uh, something unexpected. We ran smack into the rhinos of Wisconsin, primarily Robin Voss. Robin Voss, the Speaker uh, Assembly uh, Assemblyman who... Uh, basically controls Wisconsin because he decides what comes to the Assembly and also the State Senate, Um, and he is the one who's been giving basically uh, uh, phony contracts to the Office of Special Counsel where, um, yes, it's a contract, but he's got two hands tied behind his back to, to do the real job that needs to be done.
0: So it's the Republicans that are standing in the way.
1: Exactly, including uh, the state GOP chairman and uh, the state uh, other state GOP people. Uh, in fact, Robin Voss, with the GOP, shut down our state legislature for the rest of the year. It's, uh, our, our system is set up on a part-time basis, so it, there is no relief possible through the state legislature uh, in Wisconsin for election fraud, uh, specifically because of the Republican, so-called Republican Robin Voss.
0: All right. So so what what have you uncovered? I mean, I know that Tim came on and talked about what they're doing in the legislature and the fact that you know that that Adam or Robin Voss admitted that there was widespread election fraud. That it was massive. He did it in an interview. I mean, the cameras were on, people were there. He 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 admitted that there's widespread widespread election fraud. And here we are. We put in pla- things in place in Wisconsin to hold those people accountable. You have the Gableman who came out literally two months ago and said specifically, "Hey, I think you should consider decertifying the election." And that didn't happen.
1: No. And, and you know, you can't place too much onto Justice Gableman's shoulders for the sake again, Robin Voss set him up with poor contracts, limited him uh, on what he could do, did not provide the proper legal support, and um, in the end, uh, uh, you know, God bless him, but Justice Gableman can only issue a written report. Now he could, you know, issue some, uh, put out some criminal referrals to law enforcement, uh, I'm not sure if he has or not. I hope he has. I encourage him to do so.
0: All right, so we have a few cuts from 2,000 mules. Have you got a chance to see that yet? Yes. We're gonna play this. This is, uh, has a lot more to do with uh, um, True the Vote. We got some information from Wisconsin. Let's play the first cut, A6, please. You have video in Georgia? We do. Is it video from the presidential election, the runoff election, or both? Both. Do you have video from other states? Some video from Arizona. We have recently learned video was specifically turned off on particular drop boxes. In which state? Arizona. Wisconsin, it turns out, even though the rules required them to have video. Did
1: they do the video? No, they did not there should be video
0: on every Dropbox. Indeed. Given today's kind of cost of technology, it would not have been that hard to do it. And you sent me a screenshot, Catherine, where you were requesting video, and I believe it was the state of Georgia saying, this video does not exist, and we can't tell you why it doesn't exist. Right, that was in, in Fulton County. What do you think of that?
1: Well, I tell you what, the good news is uh, Mr. Souza, last week in Milwaukee when there was a premiere there of the movie for the public, yeah. is uh, he stated to the crowd that there are videos of human meals in Wisconsin. And that's the great news. So we're anxiously waiting for those to come out. In addition to that, uh, I've spoken personally to Catherine of True the Vote, And uh, as everyone knows, the data, uh, cell phone ping data is going to be released. We are in a position to be able to process that data. We do not know, we have not seen it yet, but we'll be able to process it and we'll be able to uh, potentially find many more human um, meals of the, the maps that they've already created that we'll be able to create some more.
0: Okay, so you were able to find other types of election fraud as well, Correct.
1: Yes, it it it's endless, and it's it's shocking. This is why we formed a new profit, the uh, Wisconsin Center for Election Justice, and uh, we are uh, looking into these uh, election frauds that we have found. And one of the more recent ones is we ran the uh, Milwaukee County, and we were searching for people who moved out of the state in roughly the last six, seven years, or five years, I'm sorry, before 2020 election, and yet were shown casting a ballot in the state of Wisconsin in Milwaukee County. And we came up with uh, more than 1,800 of them. Now, we don't believe these people are the mm-hmm. ones who committed the election fraud. We believe that their names were used because we've been checking poll books. And on these people, that the, the few that we have checked so far there's no signature of a person there's no mark of them being given a ballot by the, the poll workers uh, sitting at the table but they're voting. so that tells us uh, it tells us the most likely scenario is the bad guys fed ballots through the tabulators and then they used e poll books to uh, uh, Check off that these people cast a ballot, so their counts would match up. So if if somebody counted the paper ballots to the electronic results, everything would match. What what's the um, system? That's the used? Uh, the WiscVote statewide database is run by the Wisconsin Election Commission. Okay,
0: so but who what what voting machines are used in Wisconsin?
1: Um, approximately forty percent are Dominion machines. The then the uh, remaining fifty five percent or so are ESNS.
0: Okay, so you go through, um, Mr. Producer. You're going to have to you're going to have to go all the way to the move it all the way to the left so that you show that the voter type, voter registration. We're not going to show names or anything here. So go if you could go all the way over to uh, column zero. So nothing beyond column zero on this. You, you sent us some information related to 1364 citizens who lived in MKE County, so Milwaukee County. Yes. Okay. And um, who lived there at one time. So they were there and then they moved. Correct. Okay. They right. moved and, out of state. And also, go ahead. Go, go ahead. Well, I'm just going through notes. They moved out of state anytime between 2015 until July of 2020. Correct. That's right. All right. How many of those people voted at the polls?
1: Um, I, if I remember correctly, it's 472 off of that list.
0: So 472 people who do not live in Milwaukee. Now, this is just 472. So this isn't a big number, small number, right? So let's relent. 472 is less than the margin of victory for President Trump in 2020, correct?
1: Well, uh, we look at it a different way. If you take the 20,000 votes that Biden supposedly won by in Wisconsin, divide it by 72 counties, you you come up with 300 uh, votes per county that Biden would have to uh, rig uh, to win the election. So when you get back to 472, well, take that down. Um, that's a big number. That's a big and and it's it's higher than 472. It's it's uh, was it again Over 1300. I guess I should have said.
0: Okay, so it's 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 1300. It's 1300 ballots. Or excuse me, 1,364 citizens. 472, though, actually walked into a precinct and voted.
1: According to the WEC data, they did.
0: All right. Yeah. So the reason why I'm telling you this, not the margin of, of victory, is because there, there's a lot of different ways that they cheated in Wisconsin right? So the mules are one right. way that they cheated. The, the machines are another way that they cheated. They, they absolutely cheated in the machines. And the machines are the greater part of this. The, you have the small, what I call the small con and the big con. The small cons are you're going to have to have people mulling uh, ballots. And frankly, if I'm being honest, the Democrats and Republicans both cheat. They both cheat.
1: I, we totally agree.
0: But 472 people voted at the polls eight hundred and ninety two voted absentee
1: yes and all of those people in total do not live in the state of wisconsin and have not lived in the state of wisconsin um for at least uh, back from uh, august of 2020 going backwards to 2015 so they moved out years ago years before the election okay
0: so you have 800, you have, so the mail-in ballot system, which by the way, is a way that you can't, you can't track that ballot. You can't track the ballot from the beginning to the end. There's no, there's no way to have a chain of custody for that ballot. It's sent to somebody's house. Nobody, you know, they're just, they're hoping and praying that people are going to be honest, right?
1: Yes. Yes, but we were missing the state report from the Legislative Audit Bureau reported, uh, uh, again, uh, forgive me for not knowing this number off the top of my head, but it's something like 85,000 absentee ballots um, were never never accounted for. They, they were not cast in the election, and they were never returned to the, uh, the election clerks. So the big question is, where are they?
0: All right, so... Of these ballots, they use their former Wisconsin address, correct? That's right. Okay. You compared the the Wex data, which is the Wisconsin Election Commission's data, was compared to the U.S. Postal Service data to produce these results.
1: That's right. And specifically to clarify is that we purchased the list directly from the Wisconsin Election Commission. Then we we, uh, purchased the uh, U.S. Postal Service National Change of Address, and that's those people filling out the card, noticing the post office that they moved and moved out of state. And we compared those two lists, and these—that's how we came up with the number just for Milwaukee County.
0: Okay. So, so, so you didn't just guess on this. You didn't just grab the data. You compared that information to previous address data, and then found out that they weren't in the in the in the state of. Wisconsin. You you verified that. I mean, I see some of the things on this list are from California, from Connecticut, from Virginia, uh, seemingly all over the place. So, so one of the things, one of the theories, (coughs) excuse me, one of the theories that we've talked about is people using other people's ballots. And one of the things that I've always had concern with is how do you how do you collect all of the ballots that are necessary in order to do this by going to the actual mailbox? Like I'm, I'm, just, I'm trying to do the math, and I'm going, I just don't think that's possible.
1: You can when you print your own ballots in the back room. Okay? You can if you have a corrupt U.S. postal worker working at the Central Sorting Center, which we only have two in the whole state of Wisconsin, in Green Bay and Milwaukee. So if you, when you have rejected absentee ballots come back because they can't be delivered to the person or there's no uh, legitimate address of where it was mailed to, they get rejected. The, the local postal carriers put them in the reject bin. They get sent back to the post office, and there's only two spots where they go, Green Bay and Milwaukee, all, all in one bin to be sorted. And all you'd have to do is have one corrupt postal worker collect them at 3 a.m. in the morning and uh, take them to a ballot job shop, such such as the nonprofits that uh, um, True the Vote is going to be disclosing who they are uh, very soon.
0: So, So, Peter, do you think we should actually disclose who the mules are? If we know who the mules are, don't you think we should tell everyone who they are?
1: Yes, we should, but I would do it properly. In my opinion, it should be given to law enforcement.
0: Okay. It's given to law enforcement. Law enforcement does nothing with it. Now what?
1: Well, I can state that um, the Racine County Sheriff and DA and the Brown County Sheriff and DA are investigating a criminal investigation against the human meals right now.
0: Okay. So we have um, the county, we have, this is all the information, active, registered, regular. These are all people that left the state. And if you just scroll up, Mr. Producer, you can start seeing that There's just a ton of them, 472 of these. And these are all people that voted at the actual polling place. So people from all over the country, you had 1,364 citizens who lived in Milwaukee County at one time, left between that five-year period of time. 472 of those people came back to Wisconsin and went in and voted.
1: That's right. We're going to be running this uh, query uh, on all the counties in the entire state, and we'll be publishing them on our new website.
0: Okay, so then you you did check the poll books for three, and uh, for three of the of the people support. so far, you got poll books on some of these. You're able to check some yes. of the people against that, and none were signed by any person. So there's no mark, no number Correct. that and- they even received a ballot.
1: Correct. In Wisconsin, the way the process works is there's always has to be two poll workers at the table when you walk into the polling station when you vote in person. And they check your photo ID. That's required in Wisconsin. There's a few exceptions if you show a utility bill and a bank statement, but most of you All have right. to show the photo ID. Then uh, what they do is they make you sign the poll book. Um, and then they then they issue the ballot and they make a check mark that yes you you've got a ballot there's a box for that okay so the three that we checked and we'll be checking many more is uh, there was zero signatures and there was zero boxes checked
0: okay so there's zero boxes checked you know this goes back to um, what we've been talking about with Draza and um, Jeff O'Donnell related to how they were able to use the system against people against the people. Right. And
1: that's I, sure. It, yep.
0: And, and so when we started talking about um, electronic voting machines and how you can be manipulated and the fact that they didn't have any marks in the in the system. What do you think happened? What do you do you, do you think those ballots actually went somewhere or do you think that somebody manufactured those ballots and assigned them to maybe a, a, a voter that had left? What do you think happened?
1: Exactly. I, I think, like I explained a little earlier, is that uh, I think the best, the most likely scenario is that um, some corrupt uh, poll workers or, or uh, clerks or deputy clerks or some of their hired workers, they uh, fed ballots into the tabulators. So now they have a paper ballot and they have a um, uh, count in the tabulator. So so that's going to balance the problem is they have to get those results into the WISVote vote system the statewide database um they have to show uh, so all the all the numbers match up so then all they have to do is put it in the e-polling book or if they have access to the WISVote vote system all they have to do is just uh enter in november 2020 and bingo it's, it shows that they cast a ballot so all the numbers would match however i think they, they forgot uh, or they didn't want to do it they couldn't get access to the poll books so they need, there's no signatures in the poll books
0: well but you wouldn't you 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 would not need i mean i mean in, in essence you wouldn't need that because you you know they've, they've resisted doing any audits they've resisted giving access to the the ballots and i don't know if you knew about this but esns did a um, wanted to be publicly transparent so they came in and did a presentation, somebody just decided to slip in fake ballots, ballots that they had 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 built on a scanner and printed, and they all got fed in and accepted. So is there is there a chance here that we're talking about potentially millions of fraudulent ballots that they just reassigned to voters that had not voted?
1: Well, it, it, at least all I can speak for, I guess, is in our state is that the, uh, by state statute, the clerks are permitted under circum, certain circumstances, such as when they, on election day, if they run out of ballots, they are allowed to go to a photocopy machine and make new ballots. But that's a special condition. They can't be doing that. Uh, we know of uh, ballot printing by clerks going on for weeks and weeks uh, ahead of November 3rd uh, and not not from uh, the, the, the bulk uh, I'm talking from the municipal clerks printing the ballots which uh, in our law Wisconsin uh, the ballots are printed and ordered by the county clerk and the county clerk just distributes those to all the municipalities so the municipal clerks we caught them printing ballots some of them but they're not supposed to be doing that
0: so what, what, where were they printing the ballots from? Do you know?
1: Uh, Claire Woodall Vaughn in the city of Milwaukee in room 501 in her back conference room was running two ballot-on-demand machines made by ES&S. I took her sworn deposition three weeks ago.
0: And she said that they, she was absolutely making ballots.
1: Yes. Now, again, if it was election day and she ran out of ballots... Uh, there is a provision at that uh, under those conditions that she could print them.
0: All right, hold on a second. But how many ballots did she print?
1: We believe ten thousand two hundred and eleven.
0: Okay. All right. So hold on. Let me take a step back from this. You have someone that's a whistleblower, right?
1: We have several whistleblowers now. Yes.
0: So, th- but this is a whistleblower that specifically was th- she was the one that was actually printing the ballots.
1: Uh, no, the, she, I witnessed it, uh, the occurrence of the printing of the ballots. She did not do it herself.
0: Okay. And they have a machine back there in the back of that, that back room.
1: They had two of them.
0: Okay. Before the election, printing these ballots. And then what happened to those ballots?
1: Those ballots were taken to the fourth and sixth floors of city hall of Milwaukee. And there, um, they had teams, of people filling out the paperwork, which means filling out the absentee ballots, and then you need the associated paperwork, such as a absentee ballot application form and or an absentee ballot envelope to fill out.
0: So, so hold on a second. They're, they're taking them to the actual government building, filling them out, absentee ballots, putting them in the envelope and mailing them to themselves, or are they just...
1: We don't know if they mailed them themselves. We believe that they distributed them to the um, human mules.
0: Peter, is this absolute truth? I mean, this is absolutely true. They're absolutely doing this inside of a government building, and they're printing out. They're actually filling in ballots and, and doing something with those ballots?
1: We have whistleblowers. I mean, that's who have a massive crime. Us. We have whistleblowers who informed us of this, along with supporting documents.
0: Wow. Okay. I, I'm, I'm still, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to to comprehend what you're telling me. You're telling me, and by the way, that wasn't in the notes that you sent over. So now we're talking about someone that gave you an affidavit th- that shows that they printed ballots.
1: Uh, we interviewed the whistleblowers more than once. We did not okay. get an affidavit yet. This is This here is a sworn deposition. I got to hold up my camera here. Okay. This is the sworn deposition I took a Woodall Alvog in the city of Milwaukee about three weeks ago. It's uh, uh, in in that she admits on un, under oath, sworn oath, that she was printing ballots for up to three weeks in the back room, uh, conference room of her room five hundred one office complex.
0: What what made her come forward?
1: I filed a public records lawsuit against her because she's refusing to provide the. Uh, applications, uh, as I mentioned earlier.
0: All right. So, is she saying, "Hey, if you don't prosecute me, if you don't do this, I'll give you all the information"? Is that I mean, is that the storyline?
1: No. I filed a public records request with her because, uh, based on what the whistleblowers told us, then she refused to provide um, a good amount of the documents we are seeking, and we know why because it would prove election fraud. So I filed a writ of mandamus legal action against her and the case is still going on and um, I was able to take her deposition in this case three weeks ago.
0: Okay, you took her. You took her deposition in that case as a part of a legal, another legal matter. So I'm trying. To, so I'm trying yes. to bring it down to a place where people can understand what's being said. And the reason why I asked you if it's absolute truth is because we're going to continue to interview people through this process over the next couple months, and I want people to understand, it, it, almost as if we're creating a written record, right? So th- this will help yes. us in. All of the lawsuits we have against different uh, mainstream media folks and things like that, because they're the ones that are out there saying we're conspiracy theorists and we're deniers, and that we're building some sort of you know story, big lie, right? so they're they're literally tarnishing my ability to go out and make a living again, your ability to go out, I mean, you're retired, I'm not, right? To make yes. a living again. Um, so there's serious consequences to people calling us things like, uh, election deniers and and you know per- perpetrators of disinformation or misinformation. So that's why I'm asking you to clarify that this is this is hundred percent. you have a sworn affidavit from someone that was actually doing the printing of the ballots.
1: I have Claire Woodall voggs the city of Milwaukee Elections Commissioner, that we have a city of Milwaukee Commission, and then we have the statewide Wisconsin Commission. Okay. and I have her sworn testimony which was taken before a court reporter, that she was printing ballots in the back conference room in the city hall. For up the three weeks. Then we weeks. know, yes. And top of that, I wish to add on that particular subject, she admitted that Omar Sheik, who works for the Elections Group, which is a CTCL partner out of Chicago, Elections Group's out of Chicago also, she admitted that he was in the room when ballots were being printed in the conference room. It's a private citizen, it's a private citizen who was in a election room when an election was going on because we have upwards to six weeks of voting given the absentee ballot period. And uh, working every day in Claire Woodall Vog's office, Specifically in the room, printing ballots, we also know that he was sitting at uh, Neil Albrecht's computer using it. Um, We don't know exactly what, but he had USB sticks and he was there almost every day, either loading or uploading or downloading or both information. Then, based on the whistleblowers, there's several of them, they took that paperwork, the, the printed ballots I should say. Now it's a it's a blank ballot like but ready to use is what they printed. Okay, so then they were those were taken to the other floors of City Hall. Teams of people filled them out, including CTCL operatives. They filled them out, they filled out the matching paperwork, so everything matches up because you have like the absentee applications, you have the absentee envelopes, you have the absentee ballot. And all those have to match. So they had teams of people filling them out. Now we don't know Inside how many the government were. Taken. Building. Yes. And we don't know how many now were taken to the nonprofits. I can state that two of them are for sure are Micah and Souls to the polls. There's more than those two, but those are two that true the vote identified regarding ballot job shops.
0: Okay, so these are two nonprofit organizations that are funded, and one of them is called MICA.
1: MICA, M-I-C-A-H, or H-I-H-A, and the other one is Souls to the Poles, And those are going to be announced in uh, – in fact, I think they already were. I think the Truth of the Vote already announced them, but they they're going to be publishing the list of all of them.
0: And I think at that point – the American people have a, have a, have a right to be completely upset to the point where their voice. We know that the voice of the American people has been stolen. We know. We know the intelligence community was a part of it, and this is an active cue. This is a color revolution against the American people to steal our nation. You you won't get me away from that. But before I go through any further, I'm gonna I have to do an ad read for one of our sponsors. this this podcast is brought to you by ipvanish if you need to safely browse the internet without exposing your private details to third parties such as hackers your isp or advertisers ipvanish vpn is here to protect you Uh, you can use it on your computers tablets phones even devices that stream media you can use it when you do use it all of your data is encrypted this means your private details passwords communication browsing history and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands you can even block your physical location, making you visually, virtually impossible, or excuse me, invisible um, to any of these people. So you can use IPVanish on unlimited device without f- sacrificing speed. Um, IPVanish is offering for our listeners an incredible 70% off their yearly plan uh, with a 30-day money-back guarantee. It's like getting nine months for free. So it's easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're instantly protected. You won't even know it's on. So go to IPvanish.com and use promo ipvanish.com slash daily. Use promo code daily and claim your seventy percent savings. That's ipvanish.com slash daily and use promo code daily. You have to use the slash daily. Okay. So so you know, I, I know that we've been we've been doing showings of um, 2,000 Mules. 2,000 Mules now has opened up to a lot of the different um, uh, theaters across the the U.S. We're having watch parties over and over and over again on 2,000 Mules. Um, You're diving into all the details related, to just publicly available, available information. And Peter, they say that you are an election denier and you are a conspiracy theorist. Did you create a theory on this or did you just go out and say, okay, I want to prove that there is or is not election fraud?
1: Now, this was, uh, our plan was developed with uh, my friend Gary Wade I mentioned earlier. He's a retired police investigator. He's also, he owned the state of Wisconsin's largest uh, uh, private investigative firm for 22 years. Uh, so he's got 32 years of experience, a decorated U.S. Marine, great guy. He taught us early on, follow the evidence. We're actually running a criminal investigation. Um, civil and criminal investigation. So, I think that's a mistake of a lot of other groups across the country. Even though they're doing fantastic work, we, we share our data. We we get data from them, um, but they try to run it like a business, and they want to organize. Not, nothing wrong with being organized, but they want to structure it like running a business, like you're going to go make a profit. <laughs> that's that's it, it's a different ball game. You have to approach this as your as your running a criminal investigation, and let the evidence lead you to, to where it does. And, uh, and I think that's why we're so further ahead than, uh, as far as I know, you know, most, if not all, in the nation about uh, finding election frauds. And we've only focused on Wisconsin, too.
0: Okay, so you found all of this fraud. You've asked questions. I assume you went back to Robin Voss and said, okay, explain to me why this is happening. Have you had conversations with people inside of Wisconsin, uh, legislatures or judiciary that that are that can give you some sort of make sense of what you're seeing?
1: There's there's so few out of the ninety nine assembly people. um, I would I could count on one hand, less than one hand fingers, how many are, uh, you know, realize and acknowledge that there really was election fraud. And you're talking about four of them. Um, the other people are are controlled by the by the whip um, Robin Voss and if he if you don't do what Robin says he cuts you off from money he cuts you off from committee chairmanships and uh, so he's got those people uh, wrapped around his finger unfortunately
0: so what's next what's what's next on the list of things that we're going to be doing in Wisconsin how, what, how do we how do we get to the point where we we get um, I know you're filing some lawsuits, but how, how do you get to where we have accountability?
1: Well, with our state legislature closed down, the only two options we see right now is to file civil lawsuits to correct the wrongs and and prepare for the future, and then uh, and have the existing laws enforced. And then the other is uh, uh, providing criminal referrals to law enforcement, where we can find people who would who would actually prosecute.
0: Okay. So, do you are you do you have anybody with that appetite? I mean, I know that D'Souza, the Dinesh, and, and Catherine have been looking at those things. Is there an appetite for that? And do you think the judiciary will back it up and and actually hear the case on its merits?
1: Well, we, as I said uh, earlier, Racine and Brown County uh, already have criminal investigations open into the human meals, uh, ballot trafficking. And uh, uh, of course the bigger question that we ask, and, and, and it's God bless uh, uh, Catherine and Greg Phillips for a true of the vote for doing all the work that they have done, but ask the bigger question, where did those ballots come from?
0: Well, I'm, I'm curious where they came from. I'm also curious how they got validated through a machine if they weren't actually at the polls. And I do know that there's some randomization that can happen in the computers themselves um, to, to cover all of this up, make it look like it's normalized. Right. To make this look like it's normal. At the end of the day, it's comes down to the machines. The machines have to allow those things to go through fake and fraudulent ballots, phantom ballots. They have to allow those things to be counted. And then they have to assign a voter. To it. All is in the machine. Yes. But, there's, as far as I'm concerned.
1: but but you have to. But you then you have to ask, OK, machines only do or do, uh, do what they're told. Right. Name the people. Name the people behind Eric that. Coomer.
0: I just named one Eric Coomer, the braggadocious guy that ran. Strategy of security for Dominion voting systems who I'm getting sued by um, He's one that I will definitely call out 100% the guy that posted the Antifa manifesto that lied about hitting a building that guy uh, As far as es I've dug into them and looked at the, the <laughs> Incestuous swamp of how people move from one election company to the other So I, I mean it You know as we get closer down the down the path I think that the thing that people are looking at right now is how do they get accountability? How do we how do we stop it from happening again? We have an election that's coming up in three to four months so what do we do? With, what do we do with that? What do we do with the primaries? What do we do with the fact that? Yeah,
1: I think we are. We are doing it here in our group is, uh, again, it's uh, filing civil lawsuits and uh, filing criminal complaints.
0: All right. So let's talk about really quick. I'll give you the last thought. the last um, uh, word on this, but uh, uh, I know you got a lot to do. And um, we're going to talk a little bit more about some of the other things we're going to be doing over the next couple of weeks. But uh, what's your organization and how can we how can people go and support you?
1: It's the Wisconsin Center for Election Justice. And the website is wisconsinelectionjustice.org. Again, I'll say it again, wisconsinelectionjustice.org.
0: Wisconsinelectionjustice.org. It's up there on the screen if you can see it. Yes. All right. Well, I'll give you the the last word, and I just want to say thank you, Peter, for, for all the work that you're doing and the fact that you're standing steadfast. I know that you could just go off and retire and just live the rest of your life, and it probably wouldn't affect your life given that most of the consequences we're going to feel are going to hit the next generation much harder than they're hitting us.
1: Well, I appreciate that. And my comments are, is that it's shocking at how much election fraud there really is. Every time we turn over a stone, there's three more underneath it. And under those, those three are three more under each one of those. It's, it's unconscionable how many uh, <clears throat> things we're, we're finding from the Zuckerberg money, of course, which has been all over the news, uh, to uh, the machines, to the um, to the people at the polls, to the clerks ignoring the law, to the uh, Wisconsin Election Commission has been issuing this uh, phony guidance letters, uh, which uh, they interpret the law the, the way they want it, and then they issue a letter to all the clerks in the state. And it's sickening how they're getting away with this, how bad the election fraud really is. And you can see it by the numbers that I emailed you today, and they're also on our website. And met much more is coming. Our le- website just launched, basically 24 hours ago, and we're going to be uploading a lot more information to it. All right, we're going to publish Peter, everything.
0: Peter, you're a hero, and you're—I uh, got to tell you—thank you for the work that you're doing. There's there's many people that are in this fight that are doing as much as they can to bring truth to light um, and to shut down the radical left agenda of stealing the voice of the American people. So God bless you, Wisconsin, Wisconsin election. Justice.org. Wisconsin Election yep. justice. God bless you. God bless you. i got to read in for one of our sponsors. So I'm really excited to, to have found this bank, uh, Axos Bank. They opened on Independence Day uh, in 2000. They're not crumbling brick and mortar. They're a fully digital bank built on the bedrock of American traditions. Take a look at the rewards checking account where you can earn their highest interest rate. It's a it's a big one. Listeners can get a $150 bonus when you open um, op- open up an account by July 31st, big rewards from banks that believe that the freedom to do business without compromise or values. Amazing, right? So go to AxosBank.com daily for full details. That's Axos.com slash daily for all the cash bonus. All you need is $1,500 direct deposit in the first three months of opening your reward checking account. Axos Bank is federally insured, member FDIC, and they're for us, all of us. AxosBank.com daily. Go check them out. Peter Berniger. and I got to tell you, the, the guy every time he comes on, it's the same thing. Now they, they've done a, quite a bit of slandering of Peter. Quite a bit of slandering. I mean, that's really what it's about, right? Is let's 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 prop up someone like uh, Eric Coomer. Uh, he's you know he was a drug addict, but he turned himself around, picked him up by bus, bootstraps, laid down his keys, was there barefoot and just kicked it, kicked heroin. He did that, what a guy. Yeah, he ran into a building too and lied about that. And by the way, if you can go onto Rumble and you can watch that video, I did put it up there and I did say that every single day, I'm gonna put up all the information. We're gonna do a deep dive in the 136 page um, opinion of the judge in the Eric Coomer case. I'm gonna walk through nearly every line. I don't care if it takes me three hours. I want you to read what this judge said that she finds Eric Coomer credible, credible. I mean, after a two hour interview that he had where there's other judges and lawyers and analysts that have looked into it and said, there's no way in the world this case should go forward that Eric Coomer has no credibility, except for Judge Moses. Judge Moses who attended a Antifa rally. See, the radical left has done everything they possibly can. I I think without exception, everything they can to basically sully and spoil and bully and intimidate and, you know, death threats. I got one today, Mr. Producer. Yeah, you didn't tell me all about this one. I got one today. I got another guy today. And guys, I want you to know how I responded. I think you'll be proud of me. So I decided that I was going to respond to this guy because why wouldn't I? Why wouldn't I respond? But he actually, let me see here. Oh, no, I was there. Where is it? Oh, my gosh. He went ahead and blocked me. Oh, man, that's too bad. I went ahead and did something else. I went ahead and printed it. I had to take a picture of it just to make sure that I had the information on this guy. And um, he wrote something that says, I'm a spineless, treason-loving coward. Takes a true nutless MAGA snowflake to block folks. So I did block him, because he kept putting stuff up on all the things. So I kept blocking him on all the things. So he went to this last place and said that it's spineless for me to stop a guy from bullying and, and doing the things he's doing. I mean, calling for my death. They're gonna hang the guy, right? You, God, you're an embarrassment. God's not an embarrassment. You belong in Mississippi, not Colorado, you effing trader and domestic terrorist. F you. So I was a data company CEO, and there's a reason why I'm putting this out there. Um, his name, by the way, since he, he had a private profile and, and had a profile on LinkedIn, his name's Alan. And so I, I decided, Alan Kress, I decided and said, listen, if you're going to send me a message, K-R-E-S-S, if you're going to send me a message, by the way, don't go find this guy um, th- that is a, he lives in Colorado, and, uh, don't go find him. But uh, he, I responded saying, okay, tough guy, I look forward to seeing you act upon your threats over and over and over again. They're, they're coming for me. Uh, just say when. I'm going to go ahead and send the message to the broader web and include the picture of your job as a physical therapist. I believe you have a license for that. So I went ahead and filed a complaint today against in Colorado for that. I believe you have. Um, so I will file a complaint with the state as well. I think a few hundred calls to your employer um, should solidify things for you. <laughs> And, and then I said, I'm, I'm all about putting pieces of trash right where they belong. See, I get, I get 50 of these a week. And I get the Kyle Clarks that write stuff about me and lie about me. And I get people that lie about me every day, every single day. And then I said, I'd make this private if I were you. Things are about to get a little bumpy for you in a bit. So, so this person can send threatening emails And messages, instant messages. They can go onto social accounts and bully and intimidate and do everything they can. See, I know why some of the people that are Republicans are standing down. They are afraid of all the bullying that happens. See, it's not conservatives and Christians that run around bullying people. They don't send things in and say, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to do those things. No, that is the radical left. And that is because they're hiding things. That's what organized crime does. And then they run across a guy like me and others who say, "You know what? I'm okay with it." I what go ahead. Do your best. And they're like, "Wow, we need to turn up the heat. Do it a little bit more." And I'm like, "I'm I'm I'm good. I'll pray for you. Hopefully hopefully you decide to make better choices in the future." But every single time I call them out, they do nothing. They do nothing. And, and I'm not upset about it. Just so, just so you're clear, my blood pressure is way down here. See, I'm very comfortable with who I am, but I'm sick and tired of us not speaking up for people like Peter, letting them bully and intimidate and use the mainstream media and this large web of websites that they built everywhere in order to manipulate it and make themselves look bigger. Do you remember that Elon Musk came out and said, they need to show me that, that less than 5% of who, by the way, uses a different last name. Isn't that convenient? How often does that happen on the radical left? But no, we've adjusted that to what we do in the right. We adjusted that what we do in the Republicans. It's easy for leftists to come in and infiltrate Republicans and act like good people because there's nothing but liars on the radical left. That's exactly what you do if you were trying to infiltrate something. Act like a good person. But they're not good people. They're not. Everything that they seem to do in here is to call us what they are, and yet we don't stand up, and we have people like this that literally bots and everyone else attack on every level in every social media account, and they say stuff like, we're coming for every one of you. We're coming for your family. They send text messages and things to my wife, and so I call the police, and I'm like, here it is. Here's their IP address. Here's the stuff you need on this person, and if you don't, and I've said this to law enforcement, if you don't handle it, I will. And I'm all about making someone an example. They are the ones that want to create turmoil in our society and we ignore it. We are at a critical place right now where it's not, it's no longer about, it is no longer about truth and lie. It's about what they can make to look like the truth. And now they're trying to sell children and everyone else on the idea that somewhere along the line, this is all normal. It's not normal. They want to attack people and say, you're a fake Christian. These are Satanists that are saying this. You're a fake Christian. Oh, because you won't turn the other cheek. You won't do what I ask you to do. You won't bow down when I actually want to bully you. Why do you talk about, you know, throwing someone on their neck? Because I will. Because I'm not afraid. And I know that you guys are in this back room and you're, you're stewing and going through, like, what can we do to Joe? What can we do to Joe? But it's not just me. You know, I get out here and I speak to you about having courage and courage is more infectious than fear. And I said, okay, we're going to go build all these models. And then you have people that attack me, people that, by the way, I've cut out of my life. And they make things up about me. And I'm supposed to be okay with it. I'm supposed to just lay down because that's what they want. And sometimes it's just not worth it. It's not worth the dealing with it. But it is worth dealing with it when this is what they're doing to our elected leaders. They are threatening them. And they, by the way, aren't under constant attack. They want to build an appearance of something that's not there. Let's go back to what they did in Washington, D.C. when they put fences up around the Capitol and then started making a narrative that on January 6th that they had an insurrection. They lied. And by the way, not one media outlet picked it up. They all picked up the same narrative. The old mockingbird media. Nearly 90% of the public does not believe that the media is trustworthy, that they actually are going to tell you the truth. They don't believe that it's truthful, yet they use it as a, as a way to figure out, well, this has got to be true. It's got to be a little bit of truth in it. They don't want to believe that bad people are bad people. They don't want to believe that they're Satanists. They don't want to believe that they're evil people. They want to believe that just, this all just happened. Inflation at an all-time high, market dropping by 1,000 points, the Fed raising rates, knowing what it was going to do to the poorest among us. Who do you think it creates chaos in? Who do you think it makes desperate? Do you think it makes me desperate? I'm not going to get desperate. How about the single mother that has three kids that can't afford anything? You're creating chaos. They are literally creating chaos inside of our communities, and we are watching it happen in real time, and we're doing nothing about it. We're doing nothing about it. We're saying there's nothing we can do about it. There's nothing. What do we do? Oh, my gosh. They hit the reset, move more of that money up to the higher echelons, print more cash, give people more power, and hurt the average, everyday, mostly minority community. And we do nothing about it. We allow it to happen. You now talking to this young kid that's 26 years old, I play football with him the thing that he said to me is Joe I feel poor today and I feel like I'm doing more than I was five years ago And I was like dude you were 21 did you even have a job then <laughs> He goes no I was in school I had a job I did both right but he's like I, I can't even I can't seem to get ahead I get my paycheck and I work 50 hours a week and I get it and it's it it's missing 40 percent and I go wow and, 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 and some of the same things are coming from all the people that are at the lowest level of earners in our country. How are they going to get through it when gas prices are up 200%? They're not up 100%, they're up 200%. Car repossessions are up something like 180%, some absurd amount. Repossessions on homes and pre-foreclosure is now starting to hit the point of the creeping point. And yet we're we're watching ourselves crash in real time, and we'd say, "Well, let's get out there and protest." Protest is that what it's called? We build separate paths for technology. We build, build separate paths where we can stop doing business with these people, and they see us doing it. And you know what they do? Here's what they do: they make it so that it's difficult for you to live. They punish you. They punish you because you are their slave. Slavery is a real problem in this country. It's a problem around the entire globe. It's a problem. And the radical left, live, left loves to own you. Satanists love to own you. Evil wants to own you. They want to make you miserable, they want to take away joy. You're going to have to put the other one in, Mr. Producer. But I want, I want you guys to know something. When I, say, when I say all of these things, I say these things knowing that we are at a place where it's critical. We're at a critical place in our, in our country's history. Worse than I think World War II. Worse than any sort of, you know, th- this is global genocide. This is how they get down to killing millions upon millions, if not billions of people around the world. And that's not a conspiracy. That's what they're doing. They have planned this. And they have used evil and weak people in government in positions of trust, both Republicans and Democrats, in order to build what they built today. And they have controlled the flow of money and controlled the flow of information, and the only one left standing is you. So I would make the argument that you have to stand up. Go to People's Chamber of Commerce, sign up there. Become a member of Conservative Daily. Support us so we can continue to speak truth. People's Chamber of Commerce dot com. Right? And that's not me, by the way. That is FEC United, and that is an organization that is designed to get it. And by the way, just cancel all the other stuff. Cancel the Chamber of Commerce. What have they done for you? What have they done for you? I, the way I see it, they literally got together with a bunch of wealthy people and decided they were going to take everything from you. They're going to take everything from you. They're going to decide and fortify the election against President Trump. Well, they did. They developed an entire ecosystem of election fraud, from ballot mules all the way down to machines that are designed to destroy you. And by the way, if you're on the left and you're like, I play for this football team and you can't see it, I can't help you. But I'm ashamed of you because you're not even curious. And that's what happens when you stand up for something as you walk yourself off a cliff. We're going to pray. Father God, I'm on fire and I'm sorry if, if I said something offensive. I apologize. Please soften my heart and bring me down in mind and spirit and in my heart to make sure that I align with those things that you want us to do. Father, we are grateful for the opportunities we have. That is not, that is not a, an empty words. We are grateful for the opportunity we have to know each other, to take the time to work the problem together, to stand up in our community so we can protect our children and grandchildren. It's the legacy that we have today. It is it is our calling. It's why we were born for such a time as this, is that we are supposed to protect the future generation. We were chosen for a time such as this. And now all we have to do is pick up the sword and yield it. And it doesn't mean we have to go to violence. I mean, we're going to violence. It means that we carry the truth and we should speak it. Father please bless us as we go about our days. Bless those that are sick that they may be healed. Watch after Zach. I know he's been sick, so please Father's a special blessing on Zach the producer that he he may uh, get better. Now, Father. That's not that's not me demanding it. I'm just, I'm asking that you can heal him now. Father, we we need your guidance. So help us to step in the gap and to do your work and to do the things you want us to do and for you to reveal those things to us, which will help us be successful over the evil that has permeated our society and our communities. Father, please push the churches to do more. Push the churches to have an effectual voice. Push push the leaders that that they can stand up and have courage and speak about those things that affect our community, not in politics, but in life. And Father, please bless us, bless our families, that we may be protected from the evil that they are doing in our economy. Help us that we may, we may just literally be, just have an abundance of blessings that we can protect and feed our families. Father, help those that are most vulnerable in our society, that they may have the, the fish and bread, that they may have the food, may have the resources to take care of their children and feed their family. And just protect and guard their heart and mind, Father. I say all of these things, Father, humbly in the name of Jesus Christ, amen. All right. Well, I have to tell you, we are we are in a special place. And that special place begins and ends with our faith and our walk and our courage. And everyone goes, Joe, courage. Courage is more infectious than fear. I get it. What does that mean? That means stand up and do something. Do something, say something, be something. Give of your time, energy, efforts to protect those around you and stand together. I, you know, I, I just built a tool. I just said, okay, here's what we're going to do. We're going to help you build this tool, this Chamber of Commerce deal. And if you can just go get people to actually become a part of it, and then we get members on the other side, and you have people to pay us $60 a year, kind of like USAA or what is it, AAA. And then you get 10% off. By the way, you have to figure out what your percentages are. So you have to pay, figure out, you know, are you going to give everyone that comes in 10% off for being a United member or 5% off? I, I don't know. Uh, I'm asking. But it's, it's important that people feel like they can engage in their community with people that are like-minded and that they're not feeding the beast. So that's it for this episode of Conservative Daily Podcast. Um, if you want to watch us, you can go to, to uh, Rumble, Conservative Daily, Frank's Beach. We are live at 10 a.m. and, and up uh, by the way, live. We're live Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. Mountain Time, which is noon Eastern, and 4 p.m. Mountain Time with 6 Eastern. Um, smash the Rumble button on your way out if you're on Rumble. And we're also on Brightyons, so we got a bunch of videos up there. We just keep getting more views in different areas. We've got to figure out a way to consolidate it, but we keep, unfortunately, growing. So now we're opening up different accounts and doing things that way, too. It's fun. Um, if you want to listen to us on the audio version, you go to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Podbean, and Audible. Go over there give us a five-star review and share it with someone that might need to hear it you can also text the word freedom to eight nine five one seven i feel like i do this every day <laughs> to get to get a reminder when we go li- when we go live i also repost on all the social accounts the the uh, re broadcast so you can watch it if you want later on as well if you don't have time to watch it at four o'clock subscribe to our newsletter you can get the daily flags blast in the link in the description um, you can follow us on True Social, at Joe Oatman, at Ash in America, and at Conservative Daily. And you can follow us on Telegram as well, at Joe Altman at Ash in America, and at Conservative Daily. And it's Ash with A-S-H-E. I must do that at least once a day. Where's Ash again? Where's Ash again? A-S-H-E in America. So that's it. I, I hope you guys had fun today. I had fun today. I keep talking to you guys about truth. The left just hates it. They hate it. And um, just remember that there should be consequences for those people that bully, intimidate, and try to hurt others. I can handle it, but there's a lot of people that can't, and they know that. And it's a reason why they have the rules for radicals to attack people and do whatever they can to destroy people's reputation. Well, God judges me by my character, not my reputation, so I know that man can screw that up. I'm perfectly aware with it, and I'm okay with it. So God bless you all. I'll see you tomorrow. Actually, I will not see you tomorrow. But we have we have one thing, which is go watch the video about the live stream that's happening tomorrow. We have a live stream happening tomorrow with the commissioner's meeting with the DA who, you know, I can't imagine the DA is going to do the right thing just because he hasn't up until this point. Um, but uh, there is a county commissioner meeting in Mesa County that we're going to live stream. And we're going to have a bunch of other people restream that as well. And that will go through the third Mesa County report um, in Mesa County. And, you know, hey, pray. Pray tonight that the truth prevails tomorrow. All right, and God that bl- starts at 9.30, so we're starting starts at 9.30. Early. It starts at 9.30. 9.30. 9.30. All right. God bless you. I'll see you guys tomorrow evening.